BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. I heard the news around quarter of three and was completely stunned. Couldn't believe that such a mass shooting could occur in San Mateo County. Just as we were learning more about the tragic mass shooting in Monterey Park this weekend, news broke of another mass shooting in California. This time in Half Moon Bay. Cases like this, we've never had one in this county of this many deaths at one scene. Seven people were killed and one person was injured. Police have arrested 66-year-old Chun-Li Zhao. And law enforcement say all evidence points to an instance of workplace violence. I just wanted to give my condolences to the victims, the families, the co-workers, and the coastal community um, who is suffering gravely. And uh, we'll be working together as a county to heal. Thank you. Today, what we know about the mass shooting in Half Moon Bay. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Well, Guy, I want to first start by talking a little bit about Half Moon Bay because as someone who grew up here in the Bay Area, I feel like it's a place that I associate a lot with sort of tourism. It's like the place you go to for like the really pretty beaches and the pumpkin festival. What else can you tell us about Half Moon Bay? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think the pumpkin festival, that's something that comes to mind for folks in the Bay. Guy Marzarati is a reporter for KQED's Politics and Government Desk going uh, crabbing on the jetty there. So tourism, also agriculture. I mean, you have farms up there to Pescadero. 
And if you drive up Highway 1, you do see a lot of farming businesses, nurseries, uh, like tragically the ones where, where these shootings took place. Here's a little bit of how Supervisor Dave Pine describes it. It's a very close-knit community, and the workers and are, are, are known, known in the community. Well, Half Moon Bay has just faced tremendous hardship with the storms, and it's just tearing at everyone's hearts. And as you heard, you know, this is just another thing that this community has been dealing with. They were really hit hard by the recent storms on the coast side. You had damage to some of the farming businesses here, farm worker housing that was flooded and actually folks had to evacuate. And even some of the folks that I talked to on Monday night who responded by showing up and looking to volunteer, they'd actually been spending the last couple of weeks helping with that kind of flood recovery in these agricultural communities. I am talking to you, Guy, on Tuesday morning. What do we know as of this taping? Deputies first responded to this on Monday afternoon, just before 2.30. I got to Half Moon Bay in the evening when the sheriff's office started updating about what had taken place. So what we know about the victims at this point is they were all Asian or Latino adults. We should say actually that the one person who was shot and not killed has now made it out of surgery. So that's some good news. But we've heard from local officials that these were farm workers at these locations. Law enforcement officials have not released any of the names of the victims. The coroner's office will, is still working on identification of the victims and notifications of next of kin. As Sheriff Christina Corpus said, you know, one thing making that process difficult is that some of the victims here were actually migrant workers. So it's added a, a layer of difficulty in trying to contact their next of kin and loved ones. This represents a unique challenge when it comes to notifications and identifications of next of kin. What we know at this point is that the shootings took place at a pair of agricultural facilities, mushroom farms, nurseries. All of the evidence we have points to this being the instance of workplace violence. The Mounted Mushroom Farm, the first location, is where the subject was employed. And Half Moon Bay Vice Mayor uh, Joaquin Jimenez actually told KQED that because there's housing on the site of one of those locations, children, maybe half a dozen teenagers, were also there, at least in the vicinity of what happened. Uh, some of the farm working communities here on the coast and other locations, they live together for decades. You know, sometimes even uh, generations live at the same place. This is a new uh, a new farm. It hasn't been there for over a decade, but there were uh, there were families living there. What do we know about the suspect of this shooting and why this happened? The sheriff's office says the suspect they have in custody is Zhao Chun Li. He was an employee at Mountain Mushroom Farm. That was the first location deputies arrived at on Monday. He was later apprehended at a sheriff's substation where he was actually parked in his car. Deputies arrested him. They found a semi-automatic handgun that they say was legally obtained. But as of now, law enforcement has not released any motive for why this happened, other than to say this was a case of workplace violence. And was law enforcement aware of him as a potential threat before the shooting? Sheriff deputies say they were not. They said Zhao had no criminal history, no record in the county. And what they described as nothing that would have alerted them to, you know, him carrying out this shooting.
Yesterday, the San Francisco Chronicle also reported that in 2013, a coworker filed a restraining order against Zhao for threatening him and trying to suffocate him. A judge at the time approved the order, although it's no longer in effect. Well, Guy, you've actually been out there in Half Moon Bay reporting on this story, and I know there was a reunification center set up in the town uh, for the families of the victims in this shooting. What did it look like, and what was the mood when you were there? Yeah, so this was a Portuguese community hall that was set up as a space for victims' families, loved ones to gather. I was inside briefly. Um, I could see from a distance where the families were sitting gathered uh, really silently in in circles on folding chairs. Deputies were moving around the room inside, trying to get language services, trying to get interpreters for family members. What stood out to me was also just, you know, outside of the reunification center, throughout the night, residents were showing up. It was, you know, pretty cold as we got close to 10 or 11 o'clock at night, but people just kept coming with food, with coffee, blankets to pass along inside to those affected by these, these shootings. Just about 20 minutes ago, we saw social media asking for um, the blankets. We just wrapped some blankets and they sent it here. I think they need it. And that's where I talked with Chin Hai Zhao, who came from just up the coast in El Granada. My primary reaction is uh, Hapong Bay is a very peaceful place. And although you heard um, such kind of tragedy happen uh, in many places, but you can't believe that that it actually is happened in, in half a movie. Just disbelieve. I mean, Guy, this is all really heavy, and I I guess I just want to like resist the urge to move on, continue on without having fully even grieved what just happened earlier this week in Monterey Park. Also, what happened on Monday night in Oakland as well with that shooting there. I just... The timing of this, I guess it's it's never the right time for a mass shooting, but it's just hard to really process it all at once, I guess. And I just want to acknowledge how heavy it is. Yeah, I mean, that's something you definitely heard from residents uh, and elected officials. Vice Mayor Joaquin Jimenez. Thank you. Uh, there's really not much I can say, you know, about the pain that we're feeling right now. This is something that we get to watch on the news. Never think. Uh, that is going to come and hit home. Today, we're on the news. This seems like one, you know, violent event like this after another in California, in the Bay Area, as you mentioned, in addition to, you know, the stuff that this community has been dealing with as far as storms and just kind of recovering, disaster recovery from that. We have been receiving phone calls, text messages from family members uh, wanting to know information, either family members, you know, their relatives are okay. We hope they are. We hope uh, they will soon will be reunited. And we are here to support them, especially the children that were present when the shooting happened. And uh, hoping that this will be an eye opener, you know, what is going on in our community. And from the little that we know about this being a workplace incident, you know, that again harkens back to a lot of the violence that we've seen in the Bay Area recently, whether it's the UPS shooting that happened in San Francisco, um, the VTA shootings uh, in San Jose. So, you know, this just kind of is the latest in a lot of this violence that we've seen. 
Well, Guy, thank you so much for reporting on this and and for being out there. I know it's really tough story to cover, so I appreciate you and hope you're taking care. Thanks, Erica. If you want to know how to help the victims of the shooting in Half Moon Bay, All Us, a nonprofit based in Half Moon Bay that serves the local Latino and farmworker communities, is taking monetary donations on its website. We've got a link to the Half Moon Bay Strong Victims Fund in our show notes. This 15-minute conversation with Guy was cut down and edited by our intern, Jalen Herdman, and senior editor, Alan Montecilio. Producer Maria Esquinka scored it and added all the tape. The voices you heard at the beginning were San Mateo County Supervisor Dave Pine, San Mateo County District Attorney Steve Wagstaff, and San Mateo County Sheriff Christina Corpus. Thanks as well to KQED's Maddie Bolaños and Farida Javala Romero for gathering the tape that you heard in this episode. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're also finding time to step away from the news and take care of yourselves and your loved ones amid all this tragedy this week. Peace. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.